0: Welcome back to another edition of It's Raining Mets. I'm CBS 21 meteorologist Steve Knight. How we doing this week? How are you doing now that spring has sprung? Maybe the most important question, how is your March Madness bracket holding up? Mine actually went down the tubes late last night. Uh, I've been a UCLA uh, basketball fan for a long time. That's uh, my team in college hoop. I also do, of course, root for Penn State, but of course Penn State... Uh, not often in the uh, the tournament itself and generally tends to struggle a little bit, but uh, I've been a UCLA fan for a long time. They played a great game against Gonzaga last night that went into the wee hours of this morning, this podcast, of course, we always drop it on you uh, Friday midday, usually around noon. So it was a very late Thursday night, very early Friday morning, UCLA and Gonzaga go down to the wire. Gonzaga wins. I had UCLA winning the entire thing in my bracket. And so, so much for that on to next year, right? No, not at all. I'll I'll continue to obviously watch the games. I love March Madness. It's one of my favorite sporting events uh, that comes down the pipe every year. And uh, I love it. I enjoy all the games. And even though UCLA lost last night, it was such a great game. Gonzaga hitting a three late. So I know it's not a sports podcast. I could go on and on about March Madness. But uh, we'll get to talking about uh, a little bit of weather. All right, so spring has sprung. That happened for us, of course, uh, back on Monday, 5.24 p.m. We had the equinox. So what does that mean exactly? Well, that means the rays of the sun are directly above the equator. And at that moment, that's when we had the spring equinox. And uh, it, generally speaking, it means 12 hours of daylight, 12 hours of darkness kind of across the globe. That's a kind of a rule of thumb. Uh, even for us, it's not completely even on that day. But generally speaking, everybody's kind of in that 12 hours on, 12 hours off in terms of uh, daylight on uh, the both the spring equinox and the autumnal equinox, which, of course, uh, happens in the fall. So the sun's rays now are at least getting closer to us uh, in, when they peak. And they are now uh, up above the equator uh, when they peak. So that means for us, we're turning the tide here climatologically. And uh, this week, you know, it it was really a great week uh, for the first three days. Monday wasn't bad. We were in the 50s with some sun. It was a little crisp coming off. What was a a chilly day this past Sunday? And uh, boy, then Tuesday, Wednesday were both just great. Um, People were out in droves. Uh, I had to run a few errands on uh, Wednesday evening. During the early evening, I was out and around, around five, six o'clock. And I mean, at least around my house on the West shore, I mean, everybody was out going for a walk, walking the dog, riding their bike. I love this time of year, especially when you see people, you know, spring fever, want to get outside. You start thinking about, oh, you know, it's about that time to kind of get after the yard after uh, the winter Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So uh it, then you know we, we've actually been a little bit dreary, as you all know here heading into the weekend. but this is some rain that we need and we'll talk a little bit about more of that more about that, I should say uh, a little bit later on. but uh, this rain that we're getting here into the weekend is uh, certainly a benefit. I want to talk a little bit though about uh you know, our winter because quite frankly, I mean, you know, I always say even now, Even now, as I sit here on March 24th, I always say, you can never say never. We have had pretty decent snowstorms into early April and even into mid-April. So you can never say never. However, it would take something monumental at this point for us to have any kind of a plowable snowfall here in central PA just because i'm looking at long range temperature models and it's just going to be too warm just like it was for the entire winter so you know for the winter as it stands right now and uh, this you know could budge with a little bit maybe we we get a coating or something along those lines or 10th of an inch of snow that kind of thing but it is looking more and more likely that our winter 2022 2023 it will go down as just 5.9 inches of snow. And uh, normally for a winter season, we have just under 30 inches of snow. So uh, when the dust settles, we will have fallen, give or take about two feet shy of what we normally get on average here in central PA. Now let's talk about some of the forecasts. And there's one in particular that I want to mention here because uh, it really sticks out for me, but uh, one in particular the old farmer's almanac um, predicted, you know, this really rough winter and it always comes out super early. I honestly paid no attention to it whatsoever. Um, it's it's fun. I've glanced at it a few times. I, I've actually been at people's houses where it's like sitting on the coffee table and, you know, maybe it's a family gathering, whatnot. Oh, let me grab this thing and see what this is all about. I, I make no effort whatsoever to either get an old farmer's Almanac every year and or read the old Farmer's Almanac every year. But every year, of course, it comes out in the media, other news sites, what the old Farmer's Almanac is predicting. and uh, and people generally will ask me about it. They'll say, Hey, you know, I saw or I read that you know the you know, old the Farmer's Almanac says this, that, you know, and I always have the same response. It's a work of fiction. It's something that's printed way in advance, obviously, before you could get any kind of really decent data to even take a look at what might be happening over the winter. Uh, You know, it comes out way in advance. It's obviously gone to print way in advance. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if the Farmer's Almanac for next winter is going to print or has already gone to print already because it seems to me like it usually comes out very late summer, early fall. So in order to get all those printed up and get them out and get them distributed, um, they're obviously going to print at the latest sometime in the summer. But uh, they had a dire forecast for this winter, um, which climatologically made absolutely no sense because it was a La Nina winter and, um, you know, it, you know our forecast prediction – hey, we're not always right. But our forecast prediction for the upcoming winter was likely milder than average and likely less snowfall than average. Now, did we come out and say not only less snowfall than average, but, you know, for the most part, put the snow shovel away. You're not going to need it. No, of course we didn't do that because you can't. Uh, it only takes one to boost those snowfall totals. It would have only taken one – you know, big 18-inch to 20-inch snowstorm, and the, uh, the story of our winter uh, goes a little bit differently. Um, so you can't ever do that, but all the tea leaves pointed to a milder-than-average winter and also a winter that was going to be light on the snowfall. Now, you may recall December was fairly cold, and you may recall it was very cold uh leading up to and around christmas uh heading into the holidays we really flipped a switch in december and it got cold and uh a, a big time cold snap uh the worst one we had was actually leading up to the holidays and that was actually when we had one of our quote unquote snowstorms uh, i believe it was on the 22nd uh the thursday if i'm got it right correctly in my head but it was a it was leading up to the holiday weekend which uh, Christmas this year was on a Sunday. So Christmas Eve was on a Saturday. So if I recall correctly, it was Thursday morning, about mid-morning. We had a burst of snow that for most was anywhere from about two and a half to three and a half inches. And it happened around 8, 9, 10 a.m. So it was a little bit disruptive uh, to the morning commute. But uh, And then it got super cold. Do you remember how cold it was Christmas Eve and uh, into Christmas Day? So really, really cold uh, over the holidays. And at that point in time, a lot of people were asking us, well, is this, you know, this, this probably, you know, this is, this means we're going to have a really rough winter. And, you know, of course we held to our, Hey, look, you're always going to have these spikes here and there. You're always going to have nothing stays completely consistent over the course of an entire season, but everything pointed to the idea that it was going to be a milder than average winter, thanks to the La Nina pattern. And, uh, that is how it played out. Uh, now let's talk briefly about Punxsutawney Phil, because we're going to go through all of this again next year. People are going to get all excited. And again, if you guys listen to the podcast, you, you know, my stance on Punxsutawney Phil, it's fun. It's a big excuse to have a party early in February which is normally, of course, kind of the dead of winter. Everybody heads out there. You have a big party. You have fun with it, whatever. What amazes me is how many people not only pay attention to the forecast. I get it. It's a talking point. But put stock in it and ask us about it and ask us about the science behind it. And do you think Phil will be right or will Phil be wrong? And I just look at these people and go, I mean, no offense to any of our younger listeners, but, you know, do you still put out carrots for the Easter Bunny? I mean, really? Okay. Like, I hate to break it to you. I hate to do this. I hate to be that guy. But brace yourselves, folks. Punxsutawney Phil does not exist. And does not make weather predictions. Oh, there's a groundhog that is Punxsutawney Phil, whichever one they pick that year. And for all I know, maybe there is a Punxsutawney Phil that they do carry over from year to year. Groundhogs don't live forever. Punxsutawney Phil has not been alive for 140 years. And believe it or not, the groundhog does not make a weather prediction. It's all true, folks. I hate to burst your bubble. But the forecast from Punxsutawney Phil, it's done by a human being. Yep. Now, a human being actually writes that poem that they read on Groundhog Day. The groundhog doesn't do it. So, now that we've let you behind the curtain a little bit, yes, Punxsutawney Phil Did call for six more weeks of winter. Now, I've brought this up in some circles and said, wow, that was an absolute bust of a forecast. And what I usually do after Groundhog Day, and some years I have agreed with Punxsutawney Phil's, quote unquote, forecast. There are years where I go, you know what? I I think that forecast is going to be right. This year, I thought it was going to be not only wrong, but way off. And I said so on the air. He made a little graphic. I said Phil's going to be wrong, and here's why. Um, <laughs> but like I said, what what is interesting to me is that I then I've I've had people say to me, "Well, but you know, look at all the snow they had out west, and look at all the bad weather they continued to have out west." Okay, all right. Well, last time I checked, Punxsutawney Phil is in Pennsylvania, makes his prediction based on weather conditions that morning in Pennsylvania. So uh, if we're going to rely on Phil to make a prognostication about whether or not there are going to be six more weeks of winter, I'm sorry. He's going to have to get with the times, and it's going to have to start to be regional. He's going to have to say things like, in the West, West of the Rockies, in the Pacific Northwest, in the Central Plains, in the Southeast, in the Northeast and New England states, you just can't make one forecast for the next six weeks of winter. I mean, is that the forecast for the entire globe? Does that forecast apply for everybody in Europe, Russia, Asia? I want answers and I want more information. He said with his tongue firmly planted in his cheek. But yes, Phil, epic fail on the prognostication of six more weeks of winter when, in fact, our February was one of the warmest on record here in Pennsylvania. So I'm just throwing it out there that at least in his home base, Pennsylvania had one of the warmest, not just a warm February, one of the warmest in history. So, but Hey, you know what? Next year we'll be getting close to groundhog day and everybody will once again, get all fired up to see what, Tawny Phil has to say. Okay, so we know we had a warm February, but let's talk a little bit about our March so far because our March has been uh, a little bit too dry up until yesterday and up until today and up until heading into this weekend. By the time we get done with uh, the rain, and this rain, of course, coming through in waves, but by the time we get done with the last wave of rain that's going to come through uh, tomorrow, Saturday, And uh, that will most likely happen mid-morning to about midday. And then for the most part, we'll be done with the rain on your Saturday. By that point in time, I think we will have caught up rainfall-wise for the month. Um, And a lot of spots had a really big time soaking. How about some of the first springtime, I should just say the first, the first springtime thunderstorms had those Thursday night of this week. Some rumbles of thunder, some lightning. Mother Nature putting on a, a nice little display, and uh, uh, definitely a sign of springtime when you start to have thunderstorms and heavy downpours. So, uh, look there. You know, we our records are always kept at HIA. Officially, yesterday at HIA, uh, a half an inch of rain, point five five. Uh, there were other areas that had way more than that. Uh, our internal gauges here at CBS twenty one, our Doppler estimated rainfall had many spots getting over an inch of rain because look, there were some downpours and there were some areas that had uh, more than an inch of rain. So, but officially it went down as just over a half an inch of rain. But by the time we get done with the last wave of rain, that's going to move through here on your Saturday, we will have caught up rainfall wise, even at HIA for the month Probably, though, still be looking at a rainfall deficit that is somewhere in the neighborhood of two inches or so. So, we still could use some more. And remember, we do not have, as we talked about earlier, we don't have any snowpack that melted away. None, zip, zilch, nada. So, whatever rain we get here, we really do need because we just don't have that moisture. And that's really the case throughout the state. Very little snow across the northern tier of the state for the entire winter season. Everybody was way below what they would normally get uh, in a winter. I guess the one exception may be eerie because of some of the lake effect, um, but that doesn't help in terms of overall water tables for the entire state. So we need the rain. This is a good rainfall event for us. We need to get a few more going here just to make sure that as we really start to, you know, get into the soil, get into the planting season here, which is coming up quickly, that we've got enough moisture in that soil after a winter that uh, was so dry and so devoid, really, of uh, any snowpack. So this rain, a good thing. February talked about how warm it was. So I had thought, and this is another one of my, I might get a sore arm this week doing this podcast from patting myself on the back. I don't normally do this, folks. But if you listen to the podcast or if you watch us on CBS 21, and and, uh, hopefully you do, I talked about March, and I thought March, after such a warm February, that March would be, quite frankly, a little bit of a dud. Because if we were going to continue that warm temperature trend that we had in February and roll it into March, then March would have been exceptionally warm. Now, as we sit here right now, March has been oh so slightly above average for the month by 1.3 degrees. Uh, The average mean temperature has been 41.7. But one of the things I talked about was, and I did mention this, uh, that you know, there's a decent chance that March could actually go down cooler than February. Well, as of right now, at least in terms of average mean temperature, March is slightly ahead of February. But in terms of average high temperature, and I, I think that's what all of us, we pay attention to the most, or that's what affects us the most. What is the afternoon high temperature when we're all out and about, because the average mean temperature factors in the overnight lows overnight. So the average high temperature in February was 51.6. February of 2023 had an average high temperature of 51.6. Yeah, one of the warmest on record. March so far has had an average high temperature of 50.8. So we're eight tenths of a degree behind february as we sit here on march 24th we're a little bit behind february in terms of average high temperature having said that most of our days here as we round out the month i know crazy we're already rounding out the month of march didn't we just ring in the new year Uh, (laughs) as we sit here Uh, All of our days moving forward are likely going to be mid fifties for highs, if not around 60 degrees. So when the dust settles at the end of March, March does look like it will be at least slightly warmer than February was not by a lot, but slightly warmer than what February was. Um, So you you can almost call this a typical March because I think it's going to come in slightly above average. Um, but yeah, March was kind of like what March is supposed to be. Uh, meanwhile, January and February were way warmer than they normally would be. So that's kind of what I meant when I March is going to be kind of a dud. So here we sit. Drum roll, please. What do I think about April? Uh, I think April. And again, this is an educated guess, folks. Did a little research here, right? Took a look at some long-range models. I think this trend of being at or around average will continue for the first couple of weeks of April. And then on or around April 15th tax day, uh, I think we'll flip the switch a little bit and start to maybe put together some more consistent above average temperatures. So I think as a whole, April will go down warmer than average, not by a lot, because it's going to get dragged down or pulled back by the first couple of weeks. I think it's going to take a little while. You know, spring gets here, and this is another thing I always tell people. Even when we get into April, everybody thinks we get into April, and boom, here we go. It's springtime. It's April. We have some times. We have some rough weather in April. Anybody that has a child that participates in an outdoor youth sport in April will tell you. You're going to be out there sometimes in layers upon layers because it's windy, it's gray. Generally speaking, it doesn't really get warm here and stay warm until May. April can be a very, very finicky month. So we all know oftentimes Easter falls in April. So those of you with kids, grandkids, you've been to egg hunts, right? Early morning egg hunts. Sometimes you're out there and uh, maybe you have a hoodie on maybe you have a t-shirt on. Some years you go out for your Easter egg hunts early in the morning and you can see your breath and the eggs are in the frost. So April can be a very finicky month. I do think it will go down uh, above average, not by a lot because we'll get warmer on the back end of the month. That's the way I see it. So We'll have to see how it all shakes out. In terms of heading into next week, first of all, your weekend, for those of you that do listen to this when the podcast drops, uh, your weekend is going to shape up better as we go through it, kind of a 50-50 weekend. I think most of the rain will be over with. um, Midday, give or take, on Saturday, drying out, turning breezy. Sunday should be a pretty decent day. Kind of typical late March. I think we'll see highs in the low 60s. But a bit of a northwest breeze, it'll make it feel a little bit cooler than that, but plenty of sunshine. So that'll help to kind of dry us out after all of this rain that we have uh, leading into the weekend itself. And then next weekend, I should say next week, um, eh, yeah, kind of like I'm talking about that first you know, couple of weeks of April. Next week, I think a lot of days our highs are going to be mid-50s, which on average is kind of where we should be. Uh, we're going to have some more rain chances. So not not the worst weather. I mean, hey, you know, this time of year, we could be telling you that get ready for a snowstorm uh, in late March. It's happened. Um, so not the worst weather, not the best either. Kind of eh, in terms of uh, last week of March, a lot of days with highs in the mid to upper 50s. I think several rain chances, but yeah, like we talked about, that's a good thing because uh, we need the rain. So that's what we have to look forward to next week. All right. This was a fun podcast for me. I got a few things off my chest. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, As always, we appreciate you tuning in. We appreciate you following us on our social media. If you don't already, please do. Myself, Tom, Ed, uh, we're up on Twitter. We're up on Facebook. Ed and I are up on Instagram. You can find us everywhere. So uh, please do so. And uh, as always, thank you so much. And we appreciate you tuning in to another edition of It's Raining Mets.